We're the Cullies, and we decided to sell everything and move on to a boat. Are you recording? Yeah. (laughs) You didn't say that. All right. Well, for now, we're going to drop anchor, make ourselves comfortable, and tell you a story. This is episode 22 of the Drop Anchor podcast. A three-hour tour. Hey everybody, this is Josh. And this is Kendra. We are in Tacoma this morning. No, try that again. (laughs) Try that again. We're in Tacoma this evening. Man, we're so used to recording in the mornings. We didn't get very far into this one. (laughs) Edit. (laughs) So we are on our flybridge like we have been for the past couple of weeks, but rather than being inside of our boathouse, we're actually out overlooking beautiful water, beautiful lights in Tacoma. I think that for the last, we've been here two days. Yeah. Did you pay for tonight? <laughs> Whoops, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Guess we're going to do that when we're done. Right. Oops, sorry. Well, it's a whole $2, which is kind of nice. You still have to pay. No, no, I I, I know, but I'm, I mean, <laughs> it's not because I don't want to pay. It's because I forgot. Because <laughs> it's only 2 bucks. Anyway, I've been thinking for <laughs> mm-hmm. the two days we've been here, how insanely blessed we are like i'm kind of in awe of are we really living this life do we really get this did you listen to the episodes that involved the poop boat and all the issues we've had i'm still on cloud nine right now (laughs) okay no it's true this is absolutely amazing it is so beautiful outside um super romantic we get to live this yeah no this is great it's it's pretty amazing i'm i'm at peace. I'm comfortable. I'm happy. You got your wine in front of you? <laughs> hey, don't out me. I am still happy. No, it's... Wine it, or not. It is good. It is beautiful. And I, I do know why people really enjoy the boat life. I mean, this is... What's that saying? That, you know, a bad day on the boat's better than your worst day on land? Or bad, I think that, I think that phrase is actually a bad day fishing is, a, is better than a good day at work. You I should don't, I don't maybe look up your <laughs> the little point phrases before you open your mouth. Uh, the point is, this is amazing. I mean, people like walks on the beach and walks along the docks, but being on the water where you know the water's literally below you and you can't get any closer unless you're in it, this is something And else. I picked this boat because it's the closest to water. That wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> Someone is revving their engine outside. Somebody should say, excuse me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So here we are in Tacoma. Let's let's talk a little bit about this week and how we got here. You're not going to say that we're close to where the ferry is, so those are cars that are waiting for the ferry and they're revving their engines? Okay. Yeah. I just did, so you don't have to. Well, how about this? (laughs) (laughs) The, The Tacoma Yacht Club, which is where we are right now, is right at a ferry dock. So it's there's going to be it. cars. and They go to Versh, Versh, nope, Vashon. Blah. <laughs> they go to Vashon Island. Um, like every half hour. Yeah, the ferry comes in every half hour. And so sometimes cars get here waiting to get onto the ferry. And apparently they get a little impatient sometimes. And they rev their engines for no good reason. Because that's what we just heard. It wasn't what I thought I heard. What What, what did you think you heard? <laughs> Oh, you're going back to your fart joke. Got it. Okay. 
Um, so that's one of the noises that will happen. Um, we're also closer to the airport. And so we've had a lot of jets go over. So that is going to interrupt us a little bit. I'm so glad you admitted that earlier when I was like, Hey, we're closer to the airport. You're like, Oh, not really. (laughs) (laughs) And then I I was like, airplane. I didn't say another airplane. Oh, there goes another airplane. No, that wasn't the the debate. I was saying, I think that what we're hearing is jets coming from the military base, not from the international airport. Have you decided differently? I, I'm still not sure. Oh. So you you, you might still be wrong. Nope. <laughs> those are not words you should utter. Well, anyhow, so those are some of the noises. Um, there's not also boats. fart noises. Okay, thank you. <laughs> there's also some boats that will periodically go by, which is very nice. And I think there's someone lighting off fireworks or something because our dog keeps barking. I don't know. Um, and there's a popping sound. So either someone is being shot, which... Is terrible or like people... 10 times that's an angry person um I, yeah. and it happened last night too so they killed him came back and killed him again <laughs> you know what you've been watching too many murder mysteries with the girl oh my goodness that is hilarious we'll go into that a little bit later but that is <laughs> look at that funny. little segue you could go into it now um Think okay. about it later. We'll talk about murder mysteries. There we go. We're, we're gonna we're, our podcast is gonna change. We're gonna we're gonna do one of those uh, what what the most popular style of podcast, the most popular pod, podcast genre, which is that of the murder. And mystery. now that Morgan knows they exist, she might find them. Yeah, she is kind of obsessed with the murder mystery. Right. Well, that's <laughs> awesome and terrible, I suppose. They're they're we. I think we went out for a walk last night, and they got really worried. <laughs> like, Dad. Are, no, are they okay? were like, the okay, so if you separate, <laughs> <laughs> they tend to go after one or two people. So if we're more than that, right. we're okay. Oh, my goodness. All right. So let's talk about this last week. A um, couple of Like leading up to our weekend? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just a couple of interesting highlights. Uh, you got sick. I did. Ugh. On the boat. And not from, like, boat. Rocking. Right. No seasickness. Yeah. Not just not regular sickness. Seasick. Just, I had a migraine. I don't know if the migraine led to the puking. Yeah. Ugh. Or if they were like a bug. But you were in here. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were out of town. Well, how about this? Is, is, and, and, it, audience, if this disturbs you, then close your ears for the next second. But, <laughs> plug your ears? I guess so. I don't know. Um, right. If the headphones are in, that won't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, is getting sick, without going into too much detail, is getting sick on a boat any different than getting sick in a house? Or No. Okay. So there's nothing interesting there. No, I just felt yucky, so... Are you talking about because of the toilet? Yeah. No. Oh. Well, that was not interesting <laughs> question at all. Well, I guess there's the... You can't flush it. I can't push the flusher and still sit there. Because, like, I have to, like... Hold the Hold flusher it. down. It kind of pops back up at you. Ugh. I mean, so yeah, I mean, in that regard, I was just miserable, so I wasn't really paying attention. I just went back to bed. Mm. Normally, I'm here to help you. I do the whole holding your hair back and, and all that. I You've do that done with that the kids once. Too. I guess that that's... was from not being sick. <laughs> well, that, that was from too much alcohol. <laughs> on a cruise, puking on... on a boat. Hey, I was on a boat! <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I have been 
sick on a boat before. That's true. That's true. I think the the bathroom on that hey. boat was smaller than the bathroom on our boat. No, it was bigger. Was it? I can totally picture it. And I don't remember it being a weird toilet. I remember it seeming like a totally normal toilet. Huh. Maybe cruise I'm ships. I'm just now rethinking these toilets. Huh. All right. Do you want me to upgrade our toilets to be regular toilets? Well, maybe a little upgrade would be nice. Oh. Well, down the road. I don't know. We've got other projects. I think that somebody said you can get real fancy. <laughs> what is that voice? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh. It was, uh, I've been listening to too much Dolly Parton uh Oh, her podcast. podcast yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it's not her podcast. It's the uh, the NPR guy or the um, radio Bring, lab guy. Brings out the twang or something. I don't right. know. So this anyway, week, so you were sick, right? I was sick. Uh, and you were sick while I was gone. I was on a work trip overnight. Right. So I still had to get up and take care of kids, drive them to school, which Walk the dog. just sucked. Mm. I even, but I thought, I'm like, I'm walking the dock to the car. If I feel sick, I can just lean over the dock and puke, right? I mean. Yeah. I mean, why not? Right. Right. But you didn't do it. No, I, here comes a fairy. <laughs> <laughs> Here he comes. All right. So, um, and sick, I dealt with some stuff at our house, which we still have listed for sale, and it needed to be cleaned, and so then I figured, well, while I'm cleaning it, I'll bring laundry. So, I kind of just hung out there all day. I sucked up a whole bunch of beetles in the vacuum, and then I learned after I sucked them up that they were like stink beetles, and the smell <laughs> was horrific. Oh, so for a little bit of uh, <laughs> a little bit of background, uh, the house that we have for sale is kind of out in the woods, and it's uh, pretty close to some cedar trees. And there's these beetles that just close. Love there's like a out. cedar tree like next to the house. Yeah, that's like touching almost. Almost. It's really close. Well, these beetles, uh, for whatever reason, also like hanging out on our house, and so any of the windows facing the sun. Yeah. yeah. I think I sucked up like two hundred. Yee. It was so gross. Yeah, they end up they end up uh, like, kind of crawling around on the windows, and they're which looks... flat. So they got between the window and the screen, like so. Then I punched the screen. <laughs> what? Yeah, you don't know. So <laughs> it's a two story house, and I'm in the second story, and our bathroom faces the sun. Okay. And one window particularly was just covered, and the screen started kind of wonky in that window, and so it's off by like a tiny smidge. Oh so right, right. They apparently could wedge between there and so when i figured mm. that out when i was trying to move it it was so gross i just punched the screen <laughs> to try to squish the beetles and the screen went flying and with beetles and <laughs> there was so much screaming charlie videoed some of it and then huh. all of a sudden like i'm vacuuming him up and charlie and i were just what's that smell do you smell that? Uh, so I looked it up, and it was like, don't squish these. They stink. So they're getting munched up inside the vacuum, vacuum cleaner. Yeah, gross. All right. So. Well, that's fun. Oops. Yeah. Did it... Uh, I didn't puke. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> did it Did it cause that? But all right, I guess you were good. Um, so I was on a work trip, <laughs> far away from all of that. Uh, I was up in... Yes, tell me about your work trip. <laughs> While you were away. <laughs> so this is the, I guess this is slightly unfair. Um, slightly? I was puking, vacuuming up stinky bugs. And doing laundry all day. Um, so 
when I go on work trips, typically uh, it's it's a leadership trip, and so there's recognition and uh, kind of planning for the next year. And there's usually some sort of fancy dinner. And last year, if I remember correctly, the dinner was up in like like the the top floor of one of the taller buildings up in Seattle, the Renton area. And this year they when decided. When am I supposed to feel sorry for you? This story? Do I or no? No, 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 no. This oh, is this, this is, is me like... feeling feeling sorry for you. Oh, okay. And everyone realizing just... that <laughs> that. Uh, it's not really fair. Um, so on this trip, the the fancy dinner part was actually on an Argosy cruise ship. And so they're up in Renton, middle of the night, ship going around. And uh, yeah, it was it was nice. The, the funny thing is, though, is when they were talking about what the special event was going to be, they mentioned, oh, and dinner on a boat. And a, co- a couple of my coworkers who know that I live on a boat kind of leaned back and were like, Josh, so this is just dinner for you because it's... <laughs> Except for we don't eat and move at the same time, right? And yeah. it was moving. Correct, correct. I mean, we're sitting. Right. Um, my boss's boss, so a gentleman by the name of David, uh, thought to ask the captain if he and I could actually go up into the uh, in, uh, to the helm, basically, and, and watch the pilot... Uh, cruise the boat around, which was really neat. Both he and I... Uh, Let me check out your gauges. Okay, that's weird. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> um, so, well, uh, it's like comparing gauges, right? No. No, no not, not at all. That's so weird. Um, I, I don't know what your weird world of how dudes talk when you're not around, but that's not well, it. I, just, I don't know. <laughs> so, anyhow... I don't have gauges. Um, he... Uh, <laughs> he uh, so, David asked if we can go up there, and so... One of the neat things that I haven't done yet on on our boat is cruise around in the dark. Yeah, that sounds scary, especially with we're parked right next to rocks right now. Yeah, this this marina has us very very, very close to, to some I dangerous rocks. I would not leave right now. Where it's dark right now. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't do it. No, and I think that the cruise ships don't do it either, as far as being close to rocks. But going around at night um, inside the uh, it's not the. I guess it's the pilot house. I mean, it, I don't know what you call it on a cruise ship, um, but wherever the captain's hanging out doing his thing on the cruise ship, they have all the lights off, so their visibility over the dark is, is pretty cool. Uh, and then all of their instrument panels are, are up. The the captain. Like in the room he's in. Yeah. But there's lights on the boat. Yes. And his lights are off. Correct. Okay. Because so, we're like lit up right now and you can't see anything. The room we're in. Right. So that's why you would turn the lights off. Correct. So. Anyhow, the only thing you can really see, I mean, the, the Seattle uh, skyline, that you know, the lights of the Aww. city, super pretty. The, you so can see romantic. the waves. Yeah, looking me at, and my boss's boss and the captain. Looking at your gauges, <laughs> the water, um, the lights. So, <laughs> it was neat to see the, the different instruments they had. They had, a, they had uh, some redundant radar systems so they could see, you know, in case one failed. You know, they had two radars. They had, like, three different uh, chart plotter maps. And uh, yeah, their their life at night is just cruising around, and I, it makes me want to take our boat out at night at least you know a few times to to experience that because I think that there's something really special about it. Yeah. Um, and I think so few people do it just because it is scarier. It's not like you have headlights so you can just flip on. Even if you did, you wouldn't see anything because there's nothing out in front of you. You yeah. have to just rely on your 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 maps. And, well, and, and all that. just to remind everybody, we've been boating for two years. I mean, I guess it's a long time, but we're still like learning things i guess yeah yeah you know so yeah, we're still sure. learning i mean who got a label maker 
to let me know <laughs> which side is port starboard with his label maker. So I love you. I You're did, so cute. I did buy a label maker. But I'm going to make fun of you. <laughs> so, okay. To be fair, there are a lot of things that we have on this boat that uh-huh. need to be labeled properly. Yes. Um, and then he says, don't bring another mug on the boat. You're going to sink us. What's the label maker going to do? They probably weigh the same. So when you got your label maker, I brought another mug. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> so actually, uh, the label maker and a couple other things were a part of what happened this week for me as well. Um, in the uh, in, in the whole idea of making the boat more... Uh, not so much more safe. I mean, that's not as much of a safety thing as it is more practical, more useful, more more hours. One of the instrument panel, actually, both of the main instrument panels where all the switches are, uh, a lot of the things are labeled as they should be. You've got things like uh, navigation lights and radar, and they clearly say that on them. But there's a whole bank of switches that just say accessory one, accessory two, and there it's there's no way to know what they are. And so I actually had to go through and flip them on and off to see what would turn on. So, for example, our chart plotter, the, I'm, I'm sorry. Do you the, like flipping switches on and off and pushing buttons? No. No, I don't, I don't like having to. Oh. I mean, that's not, a, that's not a specifically fun but thing. But you do push a lot of buttons. I, well, I have to. To see how they work? Yeah. Are you going to talk about the bow thrusters and what happened there? I'll get to that. I'll get to that. We're not there yet. Um, anyhow. I just, listening to you... You know, that you've been pushing buttons to see how things work and wondered where so, that goes. From. in this particular case, <laughs> okay. identifying these switches was very important. Oh, I'm sure. For example, um, not knowing how to turn on my depth finder, that seems like a problem. And so I needed to label that one. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually a couple of switches that are on one panel that I think they belong on the other panel. And so it's not intuitive like one of the one of the lights for down in the salon is up on the upper gauges it doesn't make any sense and so i had Mm. to label it to make that clear um so that's one of the things that i spent some time doing i bought a label maker and started labeling a bunch of things and yes on the at the (laughs) at the helm um i did put uh port on one side and starboard on the other oh i'm sure that there are some people out there that also like things super organized and they're super excited that you got a label maker yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm like super anti-label <laughs> maker. But then, okay. I'm sorry. I just didn't, I, I I would I just remember. Did you have a bad experience with a label maker at one point? No. <laughs> okay. You seem to make fun of me and my label maker quite a bit. And your laminator. No, and my, that's an input. <laughs> I've hey. made fun of you for that one too. That was the uh, the bell for the ferry. They're about to take off. Okay, anyhow. Um, it was like a TV show that this guy had a laminator, and he was so happy with it. And they're like, what if you're not? And he's like, I laminated the receipt. <laughs> and Charlie and I... What show was that? Oh, I can't remember. Hmm. I can't remember the name of it. But Charlie and I laughed so hard because... Because of me. You really like your laminator, too. <laughs> hey. It's actually on the boat as well. We have. Have you even laminated anything? Not yet. And you think I'm going to sink the boat with mugs? I can take it off the boat if we need to. Okay. Okay. Anyhow, so got that done. Um, the other important thing that I needed to fix on the boat was uh, the backup camera. We have a really neat backup camera yeah, on it's the awesome. boat. It's, it's super handy. 
Um, I discovered on our first trip, when we first bought the boat, coming down, and I think I mentioned this, that as we were coming out of Seattle and heading home, that the the only problem with the backup camera is that the screen is inverted. Like left is right and right is left. Or port is starboard and starboard is port. And I had no idea because for a while, just behind us was water and waves. And it wasn't until you were telling me that there was a sailboat behind us and were telling me what side it was coming up on us that I realized the camera was backwards. And actually, I thought that you were just getting your left and your rights wrong. <laughs> I do do that all the time. Um, but then you kept telling me, and I kept looking back. Like, like I get what mad at you earth? when we're driving, and I'm like, turn left, turn left. And then you do, and I'm like, turn left. And then I'm like, oh, I meant right. Yeah. <laughs> that does happen all the time. Hence, labeling <laughs> the boat. <laughs> Anyhow, I knew that there had to be a way to invert the... Uh, the, the, the image on the camera, right? Just because I've played with cameras and screens on just other projects. And so I got Since underneath. last week, taking things apart, playing with things, figuring out how they work. And I figured out how it works. Tinker. Worked. Which reminds me, I was going to say last week and I forgot. Like, Tinkerbell was your favorite because she's the movie when the girls rented it because when they were little, remember? Because yeah, she's a tinker. It might be weird that I had a favorite fairy on the Tinkerbell movie. You have but... <laughs> three girls. It's, it's not true. There we weird. go. There we go. I mean, yes, if they were watching Bob the Builder and he did something tinkering, I'm sure he would have. But they didn't right. watch Bob the Builder. Correct. They as I explained to people. They watched Tinkerbell. And they love Tinkerbell. They actually thought they were, could become fairies for a while. Remember yeah, that? I, I do. <laughs> Our oldest tried convincing their younger two they're that they could hate cast us for a, outing them. That they could cast a spell when they were little and turn into fairies. We thought they could be and also fairies. mermaids, but that was a different show that they were watching. <laughs> Anyhow, um, yeah. Come on, so, people with girls understand. They do. Maybe they do. I hope. Well, I don't. Ours can't be that weird. I, think I it's used to try normal. to be a mermaid. There you I go. I used to think I was a mermaid. I used to think I was a ninja turtle. Anyway, <laughs> this got weird really fast. So uh, the camera's fixed. I, I did fix the camera. As it turns out, it was literally flipping a switch um, on the camera controller or the screen controller. So uh, that was yeah, super so on easy. Saturday when we left the boathouse and we're not quite out of Bud Inlet and we're still in the no wake zone. So we were going slow. We could look in the camera and see the fast approaching fishing boat Holy who smokes. came up right next to us going really fast. So if you're out there, buddy, not cool. Yeah. Not actually, good boat. If you whatever. ever get into boating um, and you get a small like speed boat or fishing boat or whatever, uh, it's fun to go fast. But if you zip fast next to a just a regular cruiser or like a, a big, trawler yeah, or just a larger boat. And there was no wake still. It's a it's a jerk move because a lot of those people have things on shelves and on counters. And we have to be able to have time to turn wake. into the wave. Yeah. So we had no time to turn into the wave. So nothing broke. All this to say. But it wasn't cool. That was a pretty jerk move. I mean, but we I, could. We could I, see him coming. I, I could see him coming on my backup camera. I knew he was on my starboard side. Oh, and then like right after they passed, we saw the coolest thing. So it it's not as cool as what we thought it was going to be. What I thought it was. No, what Kendra thought it was going to be. So we're looking out. And I was so convinced. It, it's a weird thing to be convinced by, but, but I'll tell you a quick story, folks. So we saw a bunch of things in the water, and it looked kind of like, but I mean, it, we, it looked like a dorsal fin at first, like a bunch of dorsal fins right next to each other, like maybe porpoises just all kind of swirling around. Some movement. Yeah, um, but we got closer. We have sea seals that come up to our boat all the time. Yeah, 
in Olympia. So then I thought it was a cluster of seals. Right. But then, like, it, some, some of it was obviously the heads of some sort of seal or sea lion creature. But then there were also pointy fins. I mean, it still looked like dorsal fins. Right. And so, Kendra, what did you think you were seeing? I thought Even that... in the binoculars. I thought that a whole little family of seals was riding on a whale. <laughs> <laughs> and so I said, you got to turn around. Because if I get this on camera, I'm going to be famous. <laughs> That's right. And so I scratched my head for a second thinking, okay, listen, so, this is not the case. Like, there aren't a bunch of seals riding on a whale. We got kind of close to this cluster of what I we thought, thought were seals, seals right? as we got closer. And I took pictures, our oldest confirmed sea lions. These were sea lions. And we got closer to them. Some of them were so angry. They yeah, looked they like hiss. hissing and yeah. barking or something. We think Making, we interrupted a... I think it was a mating fun ritual. they were having. <laughs> <laughs> I think the males were mad. <laughs> yeah. So the dorsal fin looking thing that we saw was actually, I, I think, like their back flippers up in the air. Like some of them were know, laying in such a way. up yeah, weird. It was, and there was a lot of them. Yeah. Like 10. We so, got them on your... Uh, well, your big camera. So yeah. they're not online yet, but we'll post the posters on right, the Right, because I was too far away from my phone. And my camera, Josh bought me a mega zoom. And so I got some of those pictures. And that's how even we were like, um, those don't look like seals. They're right. huge. Right. And the seals, seals are so nice. They came up to us. And they're cute looking. Seals look like, like dogs. They don't ever bark or hiss or whatever. Right. And they just kind of come up to the boat. But these guys were angry. Yeah. Sea lions don't look like dogs they look like angry men like I don't, I, was, I don't even know <laughs> they just look like angry bearded I was like, men yeah and there's no whale i was no wrong. <laughs> there was no they were not riding a whale <laughs> would have been <sighs> so cool <laughs> so what's really cool is when i, I look at my chart plotter that tracks where we've gone there's a little loop-de-loop right over there <laughs> yeah because we turned around i made him turn around and i was uh, like never mind it's nothing nothing you know there's a zoo and aquarium right here where we're at in tacoma they asked the girls if they wanted to go, and Hayden was kind of like, seriously, Mom? We have our own aquarium when we're driving the boat. We see tons of things. Why would you pay to go to an aquarium? Which so, is kind of a downer, but also kind of awesome. She's being frugal. I love oh that. Oh, my gosh. That's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about frugal. <laughs> so one other thing that we figured out, um, or that I figured out during my tinkering, is our boat has an inverter. I think I knew that because the previous owner mentioned it, but... I don't even know what you're talking about. You could be talking in a foreign language I know. Right I'll now. explain. Um, so the way our boat and a lot of boats work is in order to get power, there's there's two things happening. There's AC power and there's DC power. Okay. And our fridge can run on both. That's the only thing I know. That is true. This fridge anyway runs on both. Yeah. Um, DC is what's happening on the batteries. Mm-hmm. And then AC normally is what only works when you are plugged into shore power. Okay. Okay. So we have a bunch of things that like all of our outlets only work on shore power. Okay. So you want to run your coffee pot, for example. If we're not hooked to shore power, it doesn't happen. But you but you did run it. Because I figured out the inverter. Oh. So the other two ways to get... I'm really sorry. We live on coffee. <laughs> we do drink a lot of coffee here. And the coffee that had to be made while we were driving was not for us, but our 12-year-old. <laughs> our 12-year-old also apparently needed coffee. coffee. <laughs> she was so mad when I told her not yet. Um, that's funny. That's a, that's a different story. Um, someone can get, no us, judging. get after us about power parenting. She liked coffee. Right? <laughs> um, so the second way to get AC power 
is through our generator. So we can run the generator, which will use fuel, and we can do that while we're driving. We can do that while while we're anchored out. Whatever we we have a generator. Do you call it driving or piloting? Um, piloting, I suppose. I I've. I'm yeah. just asking. Yeah, I don't know. You said driving, and all of a sudden I thought we weren't driving, so that's why I asked. Yeah, I I think that I'll keep slipping that in by accident. I think that boaters might make fun of us, and that's okay. You mean like when we say toilet instead of the head? Yeah, right. kitchen instead of galley. Right, right. So uh, hooked up to shore power, running the generator, and then also having an inverter. And an inverter is kind of like what that the box you plug into your cigarette lighter in your car, and then you've got a couple of outlets. That's okay. an inverter. We have a very large inverter hooked up to the boat. It's hooked up to the equivalent of the cigarette lighter, except it's just straight wired to the batteries. And then it's hooked up to all the outlets on the boat. I know that I should understand what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to push a button. Okay. Well, And then be like, look, it works. I have coffee. Because of what I figured out, you can. See, it's great. We need each other. There we go. That's that's the bottom line. So if I learn too much, that would be not a good and idea. And you wouldn't need me? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Do we want to have that codependent relationship? Or is this a therapy session? <laughs> okay, moving right along. Um, got the inverter figured out. I like uh, needing you. Oh, I like needing you too. Okay. No one can see our faces no. looking at each other. So the trip from Olympia to Tacoma was relatively uneventful. Yeah. I, I mean, think besides the happened. seals riding a whale. The Right. That was kind of it. Um, One of... We took turns piloting. Yeah. Another cool thing that I did... Oh, sorry. Was... <laughs> no, actually, I had forgotten for a second. I just now thought of it. Um, So our boat didn't come with a chart plotter. And a chart plotter is the equivalent of like Google Maps for your boat. Um, Only it's over water. This boat didn't come with one. There's a little tiny one that that came with the depth finder, but it's not really good for navigating. It's just good to to kind of see generally what country you're next to. See, Um, we've boated so much now that I know where we're at. And so I feel so confident. I'm like, why pull up your map? I'm fine. I know where I'm at. I know. And then you're like like how deep it is or something well those are important things i mean or the way the tide is going or something well how about this i just feel so confident i'm like a little pirate and i just want to take off and do my own thing i know thank (laughs) you so much for all your hard work of your maps (laughs) and your plotting it or whatever well shallow water is a dangerous thing and having an electronic map that tells you how close shore is which you can see but how close shallow water is what you can't see it's useful anyhow um the boat didn't come with one and so i had to build one i didn't have to i I decided to build one i had a and if you're super nerdy out there you'll know exactly what this is if you're not i apologize i'm not talking about a delicious dessert um but i have a tool called a raspberry pie i knew that one you did you've been you've been you've hung around me long enough to know that a raspberry pie i think just by saying i know what a raspberry pie is People might think I'm a nerd, but no, no, I have a nerd husband. <laughs> and he's said it so many times, and I've been disappointed so many times that I've learned it's not a dessert. It is not a dessert. It is a little tiny computer. Sounds delicious. <laughs> but it's a computer. It's <laughs> it's a little tiny, tiny, tiny computer. Don't eat that. Um, don't eat that. It is, uh, it's very small, and it performs some very small functions, and one of which is you can hook Are up a chart plotter. Are you talking about the raspberry pie? <laughs> 
<laughs> you like walk uh, into these, I'm telling you. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Anyhow. Did it work? Because I'm the one who had to go and get this yes. raspberry pie. You got it from the house. You brought it over. I got it wired up. got it programmed. It, it was did a work. lot of work because I was puking that day. So does it work? It does work. <laughs> However, it's a little slow and a little glitchy. And I think I'm going to not use it for our Aww, boat. Oh, poor little Raspberry Pi. <laughs> Sorry, um, buddy. I'll use it for other projects, um, but I'll probably get a more powerful computer for the nav system. While I was trying to figure out some of the electronics while we were piloting over here from Olympia, I did do something that that uh, caused me a little bit of a problem. Oh, we're going back to pushing buttons. Yeah, yeah. So all of those little switches it's like if you've watched dennis the menace it's, it's all i can think of i'm really sorry he wants to push buttons and you are like the same you see a button <laughs> and you like have to push it i need to know what's gonna happen if i've not used like a switch or a button and i felt like i've turned everything on that i need to i have no need to push the button that doesn't work oh that's insane I know. That's absolute insanity. I know. There are switches you, on that panel I know, see? that I haven't identified yet, and yeah. it's just driving me insane. Like, they do something. I know. <laughs> and so you push some buttons on the way over here. Okay. <laughs> so, our boat comes with bow thrusters and stern thrusters. What are those? Well, I'll tell you. When you have a large boat and you have a couple of engines, or even if you just have one engine... Uh, your normal way of getting in and out of tight spaces is either by turning the wheel and just like having the, car. like a car, right? Um, or if you've got two engines, you can run one engine in, in reverse and the other engine forward, causing the boat to spin in place. Those are really, really helpful maneuvering tactics. Right. Uh, but if you have a thruster on your boat, it allows your boat to literally move sideways right and we had seen a boat do that before we got this one right and i thought that was the coolest thing super useful making it really easy for the first mate to step off right i, I can get you right over uh without having to jog the engines at all and what i did know about how these thrusters were installed is that the batteries for them are isolated from the rest of the boat it has its own charging system to make sure that they're available. Oh, they were all, because they were put in, like... They're aftermarket, yeah. yeah. This boat didn't come with them originally. And there were also some heavy-duty breakers for them, like breaker switches, mm. um, up in the pilot house. And... See, I opened that cupboard one day. Uh-huh. Because I'm looking to put things... And there's four red buttons. You didn't think to push them? No. <laughs> I closed it so fast. I was like, oh, something's in there I don't know about. Well... You open the cupboard, What's however, like, I should push these. Are these breakers. <laughs> and with a normal breaker, uh, you push a button and then you push another thing to trip it. And like something's supposed to happen. You're like, okay, so I undo that and then it's fine. I push the button and, and I didn't think anything happened. Are you talking about like on my blow dryer when it's plugged in? There's like a little the... GFCI. Yeah. Yes. I've pushed those before, but that's because I trip them sometimes. Well, so it's like you pushed one of those. That's exactly what I did. I... That's what those switches are. I see. But rather than having two different switches where like one is to like reset it and the other right. one is to trip it, this one, it has a little red button and this little weird lever thing that pops out on the side, but it doesn't pop out with any sort of noise. It's quiet. And I did it when it was kind of dark, so I couldn't hear or see anything. I just thought I'm pushing these buttons. Clearly they don't do oh anything. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> 
first of all, I I suppose I should never conclude that nope. that they aren't doing nope, anything. You shouldn't. Um. So how that manifested Maybe itself later. Don't do those kind of things in the dark. Don't do those things when it's dark. Right. Um. So we we get to the Tacoma Yacht Club, and there's a little bit of a current, not too much. It was pushing us a little bit. Yeah. And as your first mate, I thought we could park in one spot. We kind of started, and I was like, no, yeah, we not do enough room. not fit. Yeah. So back up. So then we had Turning to park. Turning around. We turned around. Try again. Right. So we had a dock on the other side of this. Uh, well, dock on the other side of the dock. We had to pull up on the other side of this dock. And the problem is there are these giant jagged rocks all along so the side. You did so good. I didn't even know you weren't using those. Oh. of things. I thought you were. Why? Thank I mean, you. I didn't hear them, and I actually thought like, oh, I don't hear them because they're kind of loud. Right. I got off just fine, and you got me right over to the edge and missed the rocks very well. Like, yeah. <laughs> otherwise, this would be a very different episode. Well, that is true. <laughs> um, no, we thank you. Sunk. I think that there is something about having the technology that makes life easier, but also not forgetting how to use like the original technology. Yeah. It's kind of like analog brakes and power steering. And they're steering. new to you, so it's not like you've used them right, a right. bunch. It, it's nice to not have depend on them and then freaked out because I couldn't use them. But, right. You know, um, but I did figure out after we finally... Well, how did we find t- out? Do you remember? <laughs> I said, you were like, like you were trying to figure out, you didn't, you know well, how... Hang on, hang on. And I on. asked you, did you push some buttons? <laughs> listen, Go listen. back! And think. <laughs> so after we got the boat up to the dock, tied off, um, I, I I couldn't just sit there and not figure out why the thrusters weren't it's working. True. So I played with them for a good five, ten minutes. You like to fix things. I have to. And uh, I did backtrack. I started fix going it, back. Felix, and, that's oh, what it was. Sorry. I'm really sorry. That was name was driving me nuts. <laughs> so you have to fix it. Yes. So... I opened the little cabinet that had uh, those breakers and I pushed them again. And uh, then I noticed a little lever thing that popped out on the side. And I thought, huh, that's interesting. And so I pushed all those in, checked See, the thruster, and I would be so worked. terrified of breaking things. Like you have no, just, uh, you're not afraid that pushing things isn't going to break something. You know what? That is interesting. I've, I, I've had that comment before. And I do recognize like, that. Like, I feel like there's something broken in you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that I need to fix. No. Um, like, so. You have no, I don't know what the word is. I wasn't always this way. So it used to be that, I mean, I, I always like to take things apart and learn things. But as far as the not being afraid of breaking something, when I was really young, you know, last week when we talked about the whole taking apart the phone thing, it, right. that wasn't about not being afraid. That was just being about being a five-year-old and not knowing anything. When I first started getting into cars and and wrenching on things, I was terrified of breaking things because I didn't know how any of it worked. Right. A part of part of the reason why I wanted to learn how cars worked was literally to overcome that fear of not knowing how things worked and and being afraid that I might break something. And I recognize that in some other people, my mom, for example, if we're in a car together and she hears a strange noise not being familiar with all the processes in a car, it suddenly creates a bunch of anxiety, like, oh no, what's wrong? And I think it's, I remember when I was really young and we had, you know, some old car that we were in. I don't know if it was old mom, sorry. It might've been a brand new car. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> but we were, we were driving, I think we were in Germany or 
I don't know. It doesn't matter. We were, we were driving, my, my mom was driving around and the car stalled and we were stuck in the intersection and she couldn't get it going. And cars are whizzing by, they're honking at her. She's just, she just broke down praying. Like, what am I going to do? Oh God, please save us, help us. And the car started. Well, I mean, then she put it into gear or whatever. Oh, I thought it was like, she said was, she was praying. I was like, a miracle happened. Well, I, no. I, yes. No, 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 no. It was nothing like that. She. You were five. I, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know the story exactly. But I do remember that that panic was related to not knowing how things worked. And so then you took apart her phone. That was really fair. <laughs> no, it's my grandmother's phone. Oh. Different time, different story. <laughs> um, but me getting into cars taught me a lot about, okay, if something doesn't work, there's only a couple things that could go wrong with it. And so let's just trace it down until we figure it out. I guess. Systems but... aren't that complex generally. It's not rocket science. And even rocket science is just a bunch of simple systems that are all strung together. He's really sorry, rocket science people. for saying. <laughs> no, they'll tell you the same thing. <laughs> okay. But I feel like in our marriage, you have broke things and we can't fix them. Like? I don't know. I, you really not. We have not like rehearsed this. We're just talking. And you'd have to give me a minute. You look really <laughs> defensive. But you defensive. are more likely to break something than me. I don't know if that's true. I think so. Mm. I'm terrified of breaking these. I don't touch anything if I don't know how it works. Yeah, it's possible that without you knowing, I have broken everything and repaired it. Yeah, I feel like there's things you broke. No. I was really afraid you were going to break the coffee pot. This new one, not coffee pot. My Nespresso when you're like hacking it, kind of. I know you looked it up, but I thought you were going to break it. I didn't I feel break like it. there's something... I know you didn't. But there's <laughs> something similar like that where you were sure how it worked and it wasn't... But then you like learned your lesson kind of thing. You're like, oh, okay, but at least I know for next time. And I'm like, sure, that costs us money. I can't remember a single example I'm of that happening. I'm sure I'll think of something. <laughs> okay. Stay tuned for next week. I'll think of something. <laughs> All right. Um, so I did figure out the bow thrusters. They are working properly now. And now I know how not to to trip them. Yes, Dennis. So we're, <laughs> so we're good to go there. Um, and so that brings us to the Tacoma Yacht Club. This is an interesting place. We've been here before. One, we, one time. Yeah, we were here with our other boat. Mm-hmm. Um, with your mom. Yeah, that's right. And some interesting things about this yacht club. So it's probably different for members than it is for folks that are not members of this club. And just to give some background here, if you are part of a yacht club, uh, at least on the Pacific Northwest, yeah, at least in in Washington, uh, you get what's called reciprocal moorage at other yacht clubs. So the clubs have this agreement and where... I feel like we kind of maybe touched yeah, base on did. this we a did. little bit. Because we talked about this probably on our Friday Harbor episode. Right. Because this is where we stopped. This is one of our stops on the Friday Harbor Correct. journey. So the the reciprocal moorage, the, the, you know, again, we get to stay here for a couple bucks or whatever. But the limiting factor is... you don't is, pay it. Yeah, I will pay it after this. The limiting factor is that there's not a ton of dock space or slip space available for uh, outsiders. Reciprocal marriage. Right. So people who aren't part of any yacht club can't dock here at all. Like It's it's private. I think for the most part, they give like 80 feet. Yeah, that's so what I've seen. That's I pretty th- typical. I think I give more than 80 feet. Right. 
Uh, Olympia, I think, is 80 feet or 100 feet, something right. like that. Um, but it's not like guest yacht club members are given some sort of preferential dock or preferential treatment. This dock, half of it is right up against a bunch of big jagged rocks, like I mentioned earlier. Right. We will not take <laughs> off tomorrow morning when the tide is out. We'll wait for the tide to come in a little bit more. Right. Um, it's a little, a little scary. And then yeah. in addition to that, um, and this is actually not just for the reciprocal folks. This is true for any of the uh, members that are on this side as well. There's a ramp from the water up to, I guess, you know, going to town. No, or whatever. we complain about ours, and we shouldn't. No, so these guys have quite the ramp. This ramp is straight up and down. <laughs> when the tide is out, it is so steep. It is really steep. At the very bottom of the ramp, they actually they they ended up installing this. Uh, this gate, which I swear is only there because it is. people have dropped or like oh, dropped carts and have them roll down that ramp and slam into it. And it's just to keep stuff from falling into the water. It oh, is for nuts. Sure. For going sure. up is a workout. Like I think so, my dog got, got tired going up the ramp. Yeah, he doesn't like it. In Olympia, <laughs> when the tide is in, we don't even have a ramp. I mean, our ramp is flat. It flattens out entirely, right? When the tide is in. Right. And so when the tide is out, then we got kind of a hike and we complain about that. Right. This... Their ramp is about as like sloped as ours is out when their tide is in. Yeah, yeah. And so when theirs is out, it's It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. Very steep, and it's a very long ramp. It's quite a walk. It's like a hike. Yeah. If you're not in good shape, you might not come here. Right, and I actually one of the members I was talking to him, and he said, you know, when bad hip or something. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he said, you know, when the average member, the average age of the members there are sixty-two and older. Like, I, I can't even imagine. Not to say that everyone 62 and older can't go up, at, you know, can't climb up a ramp. But if that's the average age, um, there's a lot of folks that are probably but older and we, not as We agile. depend on the carts. So when we have laundry and a lot of food, you can't carry it all. So all the yacht clubs have these rolling carts. Those carts are useless here. They pretty much would be <laughs> because they get you, you load them down. It's heavy. It's on wheels. And yeah, now you so got to hold gravity. it and yeah. walk down a slide. <laughs> right. Come on. <laughs> and then it, to try to go back up again. You wouldn't haul anything. I don't know what you do. Yeah, it's They do it's have crazy. this crane thing here. So maybe some people with heavy things. I, I don't know. I guess. Anyway, huh. I mean, we still like it Other here. Than that, it's really nice. Um, what we actually like about it the most is that it's within walking distance of Point Ruston, which is one of the and most I know we've talked about cutest it. little towns. Yeah, we've talked about Point um, Ruston. We like it a lot. Yeah, restaurants. It wasn't shopping. here two years ago. It's just shot up out of nowhere, kind yeah. of. Yeah, instant pop-up towns. And it's really cute. Yeah. And in Tacoma, I have a cousin. Yeah. Uh, so reached out to her and her dad, my uncle, happened to be in town this weekend. So they came over tonight. And for the very first time, we got to have family aboard. Yeah, this, so we've had boat. a few friends over. But yeah. This was the first family because our parents and stuff haven't seen the boat. So right. first family on the boat. And what we and learned. explaining how we live. Yeah, what we learned <laughs> is even though family talk about it, um, you don't really have a sense of size or a sense of space until you're actually on the boat. Yeah. So my cousin said she thought it felt bigger than she thought it would. Yeah. You know, it's bigger than a camper. <laughs> right. Right. Um, I got to share some, st- you know, they asked a lot of questions. Um, I got asked a whole bunch of questions. One of the things that they didn't it's know. kind of the, what you take on, I think, living on a boat. Yeah. You just expect people to ask. Yeah. Um, and one of the common things that has that has happened is everyone assumed originally 
that this whole boating idea and living on a boat was my idea and that I had to somehow drag you aboard. And it's always priceless to see their faces whenever I say, no, no, this was Kendra's idea. In defense, or not in defense, I guess, but that was my um, uncle's wife that asked you that. Yeah. And this was my first time meeting her. Mm, Right. Whereas I don't know if my uncle would have asked you that. I think most of my family knows how crazy I am. (laughs) I'm pretty sure they know. Yeah, probably. He and I actually talked about I moved in with my grandma at 18. Right, right. Because I said Charlie might move in with my mom. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And he kind of looked at me like, sounds familiar. Right, right. A lot of them know I'm crazy. (laughs) Yes. Or adventurous. I don't want to use the word crazy. Right. I, I still think most people, like even at our club, most people are shocked that it's you that convinced me to move aboard instead of the other way around. Yeah. It's unusual. I mean, that's... It is, except for the... We're, so we're selling another boat, and when we show it, it's a lot of women that want the boat. Yeah. So... Yeah, we talked about that a I little think bit. There's yeah, a, that's true. I don't know. I think it could go both ways when it yeah. comes to the water. Maybe because we are a family and have three teenagers. That's where it gets crazy. That might be... Yeah. <laughs> or adventurous, if we want to go that route. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I... Listening to our kids talk about it with other people. And, you know, they're all asking the kids questions and like, oh, you know, maybe assuming they hate it. Yeah. And especially Hayden being almost being the, Yeah, almost 16. 16 yeah, 16 six, next week. So scary. <laughs> so old. Um, Yeah. And all of them saying that they, for the most part, just keep telling people they can't come over. And I didn't hear, I didn't know that. Did you not hear that part? Uh-huh. They said they have friends constantly asking if they can just come over. Uh, and they're always telling their friends, no. Um, I didn't know that. Huh. There's so what does that mean? That people are intrigued by it? I don't know. But why are, why are our kids saying no? I think they don't want to share it. Oh, that's interesting. Hayden's yeah. had people over. Yes. I couldn't tell if you were saying it because it's like they're embarrassed by the idea. Oh, no. Uh, no. Okay, okay. No. <clears throat> Um, yeah, Hayden was kind of like, yeah, we're known as the kids that live on a boat. I was actually telling my uncle, I haven't let the school know quite yet. I haven't, not because I'm hiding it. I just haven't gone in. I got to go in and do the address change kind of thing. Right. And technically would be out of district and all that. Yes. And then someone also said, be careful. They might mark you as homeless. (laughs) Hmm. Define home. Right. What, is, what are the implications? <laughs> what is a home? Um, if Are going to call CPS? If it moves. If it moves. No, no, no. What I mean is... If... Yeah, I think so. Oh. Well, that'd be weird. Yeah. I had someone recently say to me, I guess, did we not talk about it? Yeah, that we're homeless. If it moves and then you're not like stable or you could just up and leave, you're homeless? I don't know. Hmm. They just said to be careful. And I was like... Interesting. But we have an address. So really, if I'm giving them an address and our mailbox has a number kind of like an apartment. Right. It sounds like an apartment. <laughs> this is weird. We'll get that figured out. Not too worried know. about it. Anyway. Anyhow, <laughs> so we did discover something that we hadn't really thought about uh, the first morning we woke up. So here in Tacoma. Oh, we did. So I don't know where you're going with this. We live in a boathouse. Mm-hmm. Every Which is morning, like a floating garage. Right. We explained right. that several times today. Yep. And on the podcast, to my uncle. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't remember saying <laughs> that. Um, 
Okay, so every time we wake up in the morning, you know, we've got our walls around us, and then I open the curtain, then we have that nice, beautiful view. And you and I, as we mentioned on the show before, we debated and debated about boathouse versus being outside. It was a very big decision. Yeah. Like one of the biggest. We concluded in the end that the boathouse would make the most sense because of our lifestyle. And, you know, and the, the between snow. the rain and the snow. Yeah, yeah no, no. Like, we, we don't we always waited. get snow, but last year was horrific. Right. And the year before. And the year before that. Well, last year, our bimini top collapsed. That's, yeah, I suppose that'd be more horrific. Um, <laughs> we decided that it, after weighing everything, it made the most sense. And then for the very first time, we've woken up on our boat, not in a boathouse. And then we yeah. get to see what everyone else who lives on a boat out in, out in the it's, open gets to experience. It's still, it like, it like tears me up or something. I'm so torn Well, because when we were pulling out of the boathouse and I look at it and I see the girls all have some stuff in the loft and you have a bunch of tools and a 3D printer up in the loft. I'm just looking at all the things or the amount of trash that we don't walk up to the trash right away because we could set it in the boathouse and wait till the tide. Oh, right. Where a lot of people are having... I watch a lot of liveaboards taking the trash constantly. We don't. Yeah, we we kind of pile it up pile, and right. we wait till the tide is in. It's right. easier. So I look at that and I'm like, oh, I'm so glad we're in the boathouse. And we loaded up in, it was raining outside on Saturday. Right. And we didn't get rained on. I actually forgot it was raining and the back, we're backing the boat out of the boathouse. And all of a sudden I'm like, what is this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly rain's falling on you, right? Oh, it's raining. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm so glad we live in a boathouse. Then we woke up this morning, and I can see outside. Yeah. And... It's gorgeous out here. Yeah. Now, to be fair... I'm so It isn't raining a bunch right now, and we didn't go for a walk and then come back sopping wet. That's true. It's also not snowing. Right. And it's not very cold. It's been mild. It's pretty mild, right? Yeah. So we happen to have gone out on a good day. I think in the end, I don't think that we are going to, especially as it rains more and if it snows this winter, I don't think we're going to regret having moved into a boathouse. I think that with this experience, so it's going to remind us that we need to take the boat out more often. Mm-hmm. Um, once a month probably isn't enough. <laughs> right. And along with having reciprocal moorage with the yacht clubs, we also have an island that is private to the club members. Right. And I can't remember if we talked about that on that episode or not. But it's not too far, so it's not like it eats up a ton of diesel to get over there. Right. It's full hookups and, and everything. And Right. We have full hookups. And we have like a big, huge clubhouse there and ping pong and we can cook inside and courts showers. outside. I mean, yeah, it's, it's... It's a ton of stuff. So our plan is to go over there more to get out of the boathouse. The only problem is we have teenagers. Holy moly, are teenagers busy. Right. They're so busy. Yeah, they're that's in... the only reason why we hadn't taken it out until right. now. There's right. There's so many things. There's so much that goes on. And I don't want to take away their like high school experience, even though when they're our age, they'll look back and be like, who cares about high school? It's like everything to them right now. Right, right. And I have to respect that and try to put myself in their shoes. Sure, sure. So I'm letting them do all the things. Well, I think that they will have enjoyed this enough to want to do this more often too, though. I think so. I, th- I feel like they've enjoyed it. Walking back, we went out to dinner last night up at Point Reston, and we were walking back, and 
it was so cute. They were walking ahead of us and just the three of them. The three of them arm in arm. Arm in arm walking and and just hanging out. And I even looked at you and was like, they don't even know. They don't know. Just how good of a life they have. Yeah, they don't. How good this is. They don't really know what they have. I think they will someday. We're doing something pretty special for them. I think so. I mean, we're not doing it for them. No. (laughs) No, This is for us, kids. Sorry. No. (laughs) You are along for the ride. (laughs) Uh, Well, we're staying here one more night. Yeah, we talked about leaving. Right. We were thinking about going to another marina just to check it out. But One that we still have yet to hit. It's on my list. Right. I haven't made it over there. It's Gig Harbor. Um, It's maybe a 10, 20 minute. Yeah, it's not very far at all. Drive just, over. Just across it's the water. really close. But then I realized if we go, the thing about reciprocal is you have to wait like 60 or 90 yeah, the, days. It's kind of an odd thing. You can't just go to another marina and then just camp out there for a long time. So if you there go, you stay there, then different marinas will say like one might say you can only you can only be there one night every quarter or... You can be there two nights every 60 days or, you know, whatever random schedule And I think it's more limited in the summer. I think winter hours are different, but we have to look at it. And yeah. Anyway, I wanted to leave it open for another weekend. Sure. And so I decided, well, let's do one full weekend in one place. But the coolest thing is, and Hayden and I talked about this by being in one place. She actually, how she worded it to her friends was she said, we're going to live in Tacoma for the weekend. Yeah. And they were kind of like, what do you mean you're going to live there? And she's like, well, <laughs> if I live on a boat, right. <laughs> it is my home, everything's in it, and we move the boat to Tacoma, I now live in Tacoma for the weekend. Yeah. What a so trip. That is funny. so funny. Yeah. So funny. And I thought, I mean, that's true. Packing for this, I kept thinking I have to pack. We didn't pack anything. No. If anything, we took a few things off and put it in the boathouse because we thought we didn't need it right. for a weekend. And why have it? Underfoot. Just in the way, yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't pack anything. Huh. It was so funny. super weird. Like, we're just going to take off. Yes. Yeah. we and, have everything. And then we live there for a little while. And and that's kind of how it felt this morning. Because we do have everything, it's just kind of like, oh, this is home today. This yeah. is fun. I think I might mess up our kids a little bit. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, they're going to think that home means like go wherever they want to go all the time. I don't think that's messed up. They have to get married. Those spouses are going to have to accept the weirdness I've created. I have a good life with you. Oh, I didn't mess you up. <laughs> you know, on that note, since we're recording here in the evening, I think I want to enjoy the rest of the evening just kind of looking out at the water with you. So I think we're good. I think I think we can conclude this episode. You are looking at me all cutes over there. <laughs> I love you, baby. Love you. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to our show. Uh, make sure to stop by dropanchorpodcast.com to see what we're doing, both uh, in pictures and uh, on Facebook and on Twitter. We've got all the links there. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week. <laughs>